0: Good morning, and welcome to another edition of Today's Nutrition, where we look at what is new in research, what's hot in the news, or any topic that can affect our health, vitality, and longevity. Well, today's kind of a serious topic. You know, February is Heart Health Month. Also, Valentine's Day and all the advertisements have been, you know, a lot of sugar and chocolate and love and fun. But if you've lost someone to heart disease, you tend to look at it differently. Like most of us, we never think about it too much. Like a lot of us, we've taken that CPR course, but don't ever really think we're going to need it. But like most of us, until it hits close, we tend to just go on our way. But I don't want you to wait until problems come knocking. It may be too late. So today I'm going to talk about prevention, the lifestyle stuff, but please monitor your health. And be sure to take early intervention if needed. Never ignore signs, please. I just had, I was kind of an extended family member, a really young, educated male. He had a clot from his leg travel to his heart. They almost lost him. In fact, they did lose him. But got him back due to the quick actions. And he also had a super healthy heart from a lifetime of exercise. And they make, they really do expect him to make a full recovery, but a wake up call for all ages, men and women alike. I'm going to share a lot more on women's statistics because we don't hear so much of that. So for women, did you know heart disease is the number one cause of death in the United States? Cardiovascular disease claims more lives than all forms of cancer combined. Of female deaths each year, only 1 in 31 American women die from breast cancer, but 1 in 3 die from heart disease. Only 1 in 5 American women believe that heart disease is their greatest health threat. It happens later in life. I'll worry about it later. But a healthy lifestyle builds up all along. It's what we do day in and day out that builds us up or tears us down. You can't wait till there's problems. And 90% of women have one or more risk factors for developing heart disease. So you have to know what the symptoms of heart disease are. And they're very different in women, so they're often misunderstood. We commonly think of that elephant sitting on the chest sort of pain for a heart attack. But women may not get that. They may have more subtle things like breathing difficulties. Shortness of breath is common. You know, it can come on suddenly without warning, like you just ran up a flight of stairs. Or it can be heavy perspiration, a cold, clammy sweat without any stressors present. The problem is that women often mistake this for a hot flash. It can be mistaken for anxiety. You know, are this those doggone hormones? Then you have disrupted sleep. You wake up in the middle of the night from a deep sleep, unable to catch your breath. That's a big one. Exhaustion. Heart attacks are sneaky, zapping women of energy. So they're just like really tired. Or it can act like a stomach cramp with nausea. It often is sharp upper body pain. Instead of feeling like the elephant's on the chest, heart attacks in women can be like sharp, pains in the upper back. Or it can be a rapid heart rate, like anxiety comes on with sweating and dizziness. Or it can be chest pains, but it can be all across the chest, not just in the left side. Unfortunately, lastly, women take much longer to admit they're not well. We take care of everybody else before ourselves. So heart disease, what? are the problems? What are the causes? So first of all, atherosclerosis, that is the plaque, the accumulation of plaque, that thickening that is going to limit blood flow through the arteries. Those are the ones that nourish not only the coronary arteries, but other arteries throughout the whole body. And when that plaque breaks apart, that can cause a heart attack or a stroke. Now, this is not just me. It's the American Heart Association, and it's the American Medical Association. It is not inevitable. It's not just a thing of aging. A healthy lifestyle, especially when you start it at a young age, goes a long way to preventing heart disease. Did you know that the first time we really started seeing plaque in young people was in the 1960s in autopsies of the Vietnam soldiers? Coinciding, of course, with the increase in fast food, Junk food, pop, french fries, a lot of bad fats combined with high sugar. So what do you do for the causes of this atherosclerosis? Well, you have to treat the high blood pressure, the silent killer. You got to reduce sodium intake, limit excess alcohol, maintain a normal body weight or BMI, reduce cholesterol, triglycerides, so many of these things, diet and lifestyle related, but also reducing toxins. Smoking, nicotine, carbon monoxide in tobacco really is bad for the heart, but also other toxins as well. Living in a toxic environment, eating toxins can also damage the blood vessels. Diabetes, this is a condition that That seriously increases the risk for developing cardiovascular disease. An important point, even if glucose levels are under control. That's a biggie. So we don't think about also what increases your risk of disease. Some intangibles like stress, depression, negative emotions. These intangibles are also linked to an increase in heart disease. So you've got the bad diet, the sad diet, and lifestyle, perfect recipe for heart attacks. Fast food, low fiber, high sugar, low nutrient, few vegetables, bad fats, lack of exercise, exposure to toxins like smoking and plastic and pesticides, and also the high stress. You get the idea. All of these things cause inflammation with no nutrients to combat that inflammation. And there's always the underlying theme of silent inflammation in so many of the things in our 21st century chronic disease. All these things are inflammatory. So what do we do? What can we do? Okay, there's a lot you can do. Lifestyle has a lot of good, healthy things that continuously and often we can do so that it doesn't have to be 100% perfect, but just do them often and continuously, like habitually. So like a good healthy diet. Now, you hear a lot about butter is back now, but I'm not so sure that it is the best idea for health, vitality, and longevity. I'm conservative, whereas I think plastic margarine is double horrible research to, su- continues to suggest that a heck of a lot of saturated fat can be overdone especially if you combine it with sugars it appears to be associated with increase in heart disease and you know we don't want that the British medical journal um, and you know a lot of Harvard research I mean on and on and on with hundreds of thousands of people suggests that you know we need to Allow good, healthy fat, but not too much. I know, my grandma and grandpa had fried eggs in bacon grease, and they lived to be 90, 95. But they also ate a tremendous amount of vegetables from the garden. Research notes that a higher intake of saturated fat does increase coronary artery disease up to 18%. But replacing just 1% of those fats with the same amount of omega-3 from the fatty fish like salmon and sardines and herring and mackerel and anchovies. And flax oil, with a healthy diet, can have an 8% lower risk. So instead of an 18% increase, it's like an 8% decrease. That's a lot. So, you know, my favorite and the favorite among researchers is the Mediterranean diet. Lots of vegetables. Fruits, berries, seeds, nuts, lots of olive oil, a little bit of meat, fish, eggs, very low in sugar, going to keep you lean, not excess protein and grains that are inflammatory. You know, you've got vegetables and fruits and the omega-3s that are anti-inflammatory. Cranberries, green tea, grapefruit, tomatoes, beans and oatmeals, good addition to a heart healthy diet. Probably the most important is the anti-inflammatory diet. But also, I love supplements. You know, you've got omega 3, really good omega 3, not that that is, you know, processed improperly. But a lot of the omega 3s from fish oil or even flax oil are going to be anti inflammatory. And it's that inflammation that drives all degenerative disease, including heart disease. Then I love COQ10 powers every action your body has, from a beating heart to insulin secretion to the blinking of an eye. Then the mineral magnesium. Americans are notoriously deficient in this wonderful, relaxing mineral. In fact, it's useful at regulating blood pressure because it can dilate blood vessels. It also improves sleep and reduces stress. It's a great one. Then vitamin K2, totally different from K1. It contributes to the elimination of calcium in the arteries, helping to prevent that calcification that's associated with hypertension. It actually puts calcium into the bones where it belongs, not in the blood vessels that's going to make them hard and brittle. So be sure your calcium has K2. Another one I love, Hawthorne been used forever, great herb for strengthening the beating action of the heart. Also can aid in normal blood pressure and arrhythmias, so many. But I also think a good multivitamin that assures that you've got the activated Bs, the good C-complex, the E-complex, all those are really important. And you know, last but not least, curcumin. My favorite spice, turmeric, it's the extract BCM95. The theory is that plaque is laid down in blood vessels due to the inflammation, really puts this on the short list of my must haves for health, vitality, and longevity. Now, real quick, I want to tell you about Dr. Dean Ornish and his research. Dean Ornish, I always see him at the conferences I go to. He is a quiet, kind man who is a powerhouse of conviction. 30-plus years ago, he purported his program, Reversed Heart Disease. He was blatant with it, you know? He really stood by that. And now, years later, decades later, science has gotten to the point where they can prove it. In fact, so much so that Medicare will reimburse for his programs in lieu of open heart surgery. But it's not a casual approach. His diet and lifestyle is also going to emphasize how active you are, how you respond to stress, how much you have love and support in your life, The Ornish Lifestyle Medicine has been scientifically proven to reverse progression of even severe coronary heart disease, type 2 diabetes, hypercholesterolemia, high blood pressure, as well as slow, stop, or even reverse the progression of early-stage prostate cancer in a lot of random-controlled, beautiful trials that were published in peer-reviewed journals. So now we know and have proven his research and others' research that changing lifestyle changes your genes, turning on the protective ones, turning off the bad ones that promote inflammation, oxidative stress, and even the oncogenes that promote cancer, like prostate cancer, breast cancer, and colon cancer, like over 500 genes in just three months. Wow. So, in addition to doing all that, we're also finding these lifestyle changes lengthen telomeres on the end of your chromosomes that regulate aging or reflect aging, thereby beginning to reverse aging at a cellular level. So, Dean Ornish boils it down to seven tips for healthy living. So, number one, You're going to choose a plant-based diet, lots of veggies, low in sugar is best. Then a little exercise goes a long way. He has you just doing walking every day, sustainable, and then having all the other things just add up, like taking the stairs instead of the elevator. Next one, how you eat is important as what you eat. You eat with awareness and you get more pleasure with fewer calories. Another thing, meditation, he insists on it. Not only does it make your fuse longer, you know, when you practice that inner awareness, something quiets down your mind and allows you to feel that inner sense of peace, that moment of meditation can carry you through the whole day. Another thing that is fundamental in his program is, Family and friends are critically important. Study after study has shown people who are lonely or depressed are three to ten times more likely to die than those who have strong connections. Then lastly, things you don't think about, volunteering. Volunteering saves your life as well. Showing compassion to others is healing for you forgiving others is healing to you. So many things that I think intuitively we know we need to keep working on. And yeah, it takes effort, but anything worth having is worth working on. And our health is really the only thing we have. So... Thanks for listening to another edition of Today's Nutrition. I hope you learned something that will help you or someone you love. As always, you can listen to this or other shows on my website, debford.com, or any place you listen to podcasts. Have a great day and take really good care of yourself.